you might be surprised. Open exchange of ideas, it's, it's a, something that is in low supply these days, I found. Don't you think so? Don't you think so, Dan? You find people just, Dan Kreisman. Are you Kreisman or Chrisman? Chrisman. Okay. That's a better name. Thank you. But I like the Kreisman thing. I don't mind it either. Okay. So Christ, a free exchange of ideas, difficult to come by. You got it tonight on Crime Report, talking to uh, some of our guests there, Heshi Tischler, Sheba Mason, of course, uh, you know, uh, you know, Gordy McCruger. Yeah, yeah, he Pete was Peduccio, great. who's also here. Hey, Fabulous. Pete, how you doing? How are you? 40 years as a, as a detective, and now you're sitting here talking to me in the smallest room in New York City. I uh, <laughs> could not be more honored. We both have fresh-ish haircuts. You got a, you got a little trim? I went in for a trim the other day. Looks very good. And uh, my man was there. We don't take it for granted anymore. I got to tell you something. Back during the height of COVID, when you couldn't get a haircut, when we finally we found ourselves a bootleg haircutter that came in and took care of business, it was it was one of the greatest joys of probably one of the highlights of 2020 was actually getting a haircut. You know something? I couldn't agree more. I, I was getting to be I was enjoying that long, greasy hair going back to my pomade days, and then I finally was like, oh, this looks fucking terrible. Got a haircut that day and it was like, this is it. I'm back. Uh, now the uh, let's talk about violent Brooklyn, where a young visitor from Indiana killed by a stray bullet there early Saturday. He uh, he would have wanted his shooter to know that he's already forgiven them, according to his devastated dad. I don't know, you know, I don't know if I'm, I'm going to take his devastated dad's word for it on this, but uh, you know, he might want him to know a couple of other things. Twenty year old college student Ethan Williams from Indianapolis. What a shame. He'd uh, been on a dream trip, his dream trip to New York. He was sitting on a stoop with a group of friends outside their Airbnb in Bushwick. Which Bushwick? Oh, my God, it's completely gentrified. It's, Does it it's, say where? It's all, yeah, on a stoop <laughs> outside of an Airbnb. I think, he, I think he was on Hegeman. Was it on Hegeman Street? Don't see if they have that uh, information further down. But do, do you? Uh, is, is why? Why do you ask? Uh, oh no, just Dan, uh, Bushwick is in my district, so. Oh, Bushwick is in your district, yeah. w- w- which you're running for state senate of uh, New York City, uh, mm-hmm. to to be of, of district. What is that? Which district? District 18. District 18 in New York City, and we wish you all the luck. When is the election? Is it November 3rd? November is that when you're up? November 3rd. So we need to like, get those votes taken care of. This yeah. will come out before that. Everybody vote okay. for Dan. Christman above what's a Julia something Julia Julia Salazar Julia Salazar who is the brainchild of the uh the, the what do you what do we call him the core four the the the, the, the squad the, the squad the squad oh really she's she's basically the uh contact between the EU and the squad the the European Union well the Labour Party yeah no kidding yeah well that's terrible because the squad is bad news, and I, I, the EU, I'm, I'm very suspicious of everything that they're doing too. So good, vote for Dan Crispin, and we'll, we'll mention that again later. <laughs> and, uh, and now Ethan Williams, as I was saying, is twenty year old, twenty year old, so young to be killed. He was uh, uh, shot in the chest at that outside their Airbnb in Bushwick, and what, what you said on Wall Street there. I, I, I thought I read the article. I thought they had said maybe uh, Harmon yeah, or Hegeman. Uh, I forget. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, every Bushwick, you know, and Bushwick is right near Williamsburg. It just depends on whether you're buying or selling, right? <laughs> whether you're in uh, Williamsburg or, or Bushwick. Well, it depends what the real estate guy tells you. They exactly. also call it East Williamsburg. Yeah, East Williamsburg, of course. Yeah, Somebody said that to me years ago. That's when you're selling. Yeah, they were like, oh, we're going to look in East Williamsburg. If you're buying, you're like, that shit's Bushwick, motherfucker. Hey, thank you. I says, you know, in the police department, we call it something different. He goes, what's that? It's 
It's Bushwick. <laughs> All right. Stop. Stop with the bullshit with the names. Please believe he was an unintended target of gunfire in the neighborhood. This was like two thirty in the morning. Um, so uh, yeah. Uh, what, what do you do? In but the chest. Stray bullet in the chest. Yeah. You don't believe so? You think it was a hit? You think I'd, let's I'd have to take be, this I'd, Indiana I'd, motherfucker out? I'd have to be. Well, maybe he was talking. Maybe, they looked up and they said, "That's Ethan maybe Williams, he was a yuppie," and he got out of line. Yeah, a yuppie who got uh, out of line. What do you mean by got I, out of I'll, line? I'll tell you what. I, I did some reading about this kid. And he sounded like a genuinely nice, decent okay. kid. He's not the guy that's going to be out there getting up in somebody's face. He's here for his dream trip to New York City. Yes. Like you know, the young kids, they go to an Airbnb with no clue as to really where they're staying. Or Like I said, you can go one block on Bushwick, home run, whatever. You got cafes where you can get your quiche and whatever else. And you can go a half block the other direction. And you might have some major problems. That's that's the whole thing. Or you might just start talking to some guy's girl while the guy's a little drunk and not really know what's going on. And uh, could hit is... yourself deep in uh, doo-doo and uh, him yeah, his so car and Yeah, so fuck, you get shot up. in the chest. A little victim but, blaming straight uh, off the top from right. Dan Christman. Let's, let's <laughs> take it easy now. I, mean, I, I, only, I only know what I'm just, you know, like I said, what I read in the articles here. And it, it sounds like this kid was just sitting out there having a beer. Well, he spent his life... And some, uh, he, he, you know, he, he, this it says he would have wanted to be his friend. Ethan would have wanted the shooter to know he's already forgiven them. That's according to Jason Williams, as I said, the distraught father. He said that in a phone call to the New York Post, where I read this article from. Ethan spent his life trying to give back to others, including by doing missionary work with orphans in Rwanda while in high school. And, uh, you know, this guy's not like, a, he's, he's not he the Clintons and shit like coming. that. He ain't the Clintons. <laughs> no, coming. no, no, no. I think he sounds like I can gun. tell you this. He's not like any of the guys I grew up. Um, he also started an LGBT club, although he wasn't gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> something's up with it. In the chest, drive by, the guy takes off after Nobody said drive by. No, I, 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 bullet. I think what bullet. happened here was just that some of the locals on a block. And they have no other details. On Unintended them. target of gunfire. I, we might get to them, Dan. All right, all right. I'm just saying. It's possible. Uh, it's, uh, it's hard to express how much he loved everybody, according <laughs> to Jason Williams. He started this club, uh, this LGBT club, though he wasn't gay. Because he was tired of seeing his classmates get bullied, as Dan said. So, you know, okay, he's a Biden voter. Let's face it. Probably a Biden voter. You know what? I, I wouldn't hold that against them. No, no, no. I, I look it has at it. nothing to do with the story, does it? He's just strictly, this is a victim. You could tell me, Pete. How do you it look at like it? Seems like a Peace Corps oh. reject to me. It could have been. But that said, you know, this is somebody's kid. Uh, you know, the parents sound like they're, you know, oh, you know, peace, well, love, oh. understanding, and everything. And that's, that's good for you. You know, that you know works. What? Whatever works. I don't have a problem with what What bothers me here is is that these are. Just a, probably a couple of local hoopals, drunk or whatever, get to a fight. A couple of scouts. Everybody in New York City's carrying a gun again. Mm-hmm. All right, word is out. You can pack. Nobody's going to stop you. Uh, so they let the rounds fly. And here it is. You got this young man. This achieved very little news coverage. And I always relate things in a historic sense. I know. I bet I know what you're going to bring up. Sure, you know what I'm going to bring up. Brian Watkins, who was murdered in front of his family on their way to the U.S. Open in 1991. As horrible a homicide as you could imagine for that family. Yes. And from, uh, from Iowa, I think, or from maybe from, I'm by. I don't know. Maybe Utah. I forget. But yeah. Somewhere, Someplace nice. somewhere out there in the United States of America, as opposed to the shithole that is the People's Republic of New York City. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you would, 
times have changed in the sense that the way the news cycles operate now with instant access, we're pummeled, we're barraged with this bad news round the clock. Whereas it used to have to wait to get the newspapers at six o'clock in 1991 or read it, you know, we didn't have, weren't saturated with the cable stuff yet or with the cell phones. Mm. We're just pummeled with it now. So here's this, this is a really bad, horrible story. Yes, it is. This is not some scale. This is not some kid out there gangbanging. No. Um, it's a kid from Indiana, 20 years old, here for his dream trip. And this is a kid who has a third grader. He stood up for another child being pushed around on their school bus telling his parent, I don't like to see other kids marginalized, which is a crazy word for a third grader. Yeah, that wouldn't have been in my vocabulary either. You say what you, uh, I, I'd say margarine? When? I smell something fishy. What? 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 And I'm running what? for office. Conceivably, I be, could you be talking about? I, I smell what? something fishy. What? I, I, what do you it, think they're not saying? Uh, the only thing they're is. covering up the actual murder. No. They're calling this a stray bullet, a stray bullet, a stray bullet in the chest while he's sitting on a stoop. A lot of people the, get shot with stray bullets. It's the yeah, broadest part. I hear you. There are a lot of rounds being fired across New York City. Oh, I know. I a know. lot. On my block. <laughs> so you um, think it's an intentional hit? You I don't think it's an intentional. I, I just think that then it was a stray bullet that I hit think, him in the chest. What you, try, you think maybe there was a word a, a word said back and forth or whatever? So. I think there was a little too much bravado going on, and they wanted to just cover. Uh, what it do you what, what do you mean by bravado? Uh, what do you I mean by bravado? I have too a much feeling, bravado. People standing up to maybe, other people. Maybe he people wanted, who aren't afraid enough of other people. I just I I have that's bravado. I think he's naive. I think I think I, you're trying to rationalize your own the, cowardly I think, existence. I think on the streets of New York, yeah. if you treat somebody like a gentleman, you will not have any problems. That's what I think. You really think that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I gotta, no, gotta take exception. Come to on, that. man. Like, listen to the forty-year detectives. I, I think, you, and sometimes, in spite of your best efforts, will you try to be the gentleman? There are people out there that are just going to steamroll you. They're going to fight with you. Well, they're going to side if they think they can victimize you, they're going to do it. Being um, a gentleman is sometimes going to cause you to be in trouble. You know, appeasement is not always the best way to go. No, you don't there's have a to lot of pressure. Seldom you have to treat them like they're gentlemen. I Dan, don't listen, listen to what, what we're saying. I'm, I treat right. everybody like a gentleman, and, I, and if I think it's you know, even like you know. Like about two months ago, actually a little bit before that, just before I retired, this guy who I think was going to rob me one night, and uh, I was an absolute gentleman, total gentleman. I gave it a little stretch, and he saw my nine millimeter on my hip, and he realized immediately that this old-looking bastard with white hair is about ready to blow me from one end of this block to the other with that big-ass handgun. Do you want to say that another way? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know what? Well, let me retract that. Um, I've been around long enough. I was one of those dreaded anti-crime cops yeah. twice in my career. Right. The Spent most hours watching people how they would set up to commit robberies and stuff. And I could see it late at night. I'm the only guy out in the street dressed mm-hmm. in a business suit, yep. white hair, I look like a ham sandwich to this guy. Yes. Him and his friend that was walking with them who stopped and tried to. And then once after they realized that this crazy old bastard has a large gun, they were like, eh, I think we're going to keep going. No ham sandwich aboard. There is a predator element that's moving through the streets these days. They don't care. They're not interested in niceties or who's a gentleman. They're just going to take your shit. Um, and in this case, there's. 
people are just whipping guns out now, left and right. A couple of years back, when we were still when the guns were off the street, you had to go home and get your gun. You didn't have that time to stop and to think about, you know, by the time you get home, oh, man, but I ain't that mad. You know, I'm going to calm down. It ain't worth killing somebody. You're dealing with people with zero impulse control. Absolutely none. When they decide it's time to go batshit crazy, they're going to do it. And if they feel the need that they need to shoot you, or in the case of the Philly cops, go after them with a large knife, Jesus. you know, these are, this falls under the heading in life, shit you shouldn't do, yet they do it anyway. These guys started firing shots at each other. I don't, this kid, just from what I read, doesn't strike me as somebody that's even going to be, you know. he did, As a third grader, he didn't like to see kids <laughs> marginalized. As a sophomore, then in, in film media program at Indiana University. Indiana University, this guy was, it's Bloomington. The guy, I think, lived in Bloomington. I think that's where that is. Wanted other people's stories to be told, and he had a stint on the mayor's youth council in Indianapolis, even. I have worked uh, on such issues as poverty and violence. He was considering a career in journalism, for Christ's sakes, even still today, with journalism as bad as it is. I have no doubt in my mind if this kid had applied himself, he would probably would have been like a either like a, maybe a liberal journalist or maybe a politician. Years, he would have been a fine Republican. Who knows? But that said, this is a young life cut short. It, it, the thing is, we don't. We'll never know, and that's the, and that is the sad part. And and it might not hit everybody as, as, as it does. I, I would not be as forgiving. There's as, always going to the be family. the Dan the Dan Christmans. You know what so, I mean? Yeah. The, the, the forgiving family is 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 sort of a problem for me too. They were very much like that with the girl who got butchered up there. In, yes, uh, in Morningside, Morningside Park. Park. He might have been relieved. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Sorry. I don't but, know about that. Um, That's, that seems... Look, I mean, th- no, you don't ever have to apologize for being a dickhead. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, allowed. He wanted to make the world a better place. Now, we're eulogizing Ethan a lot here, which, uh, you know, because you know what? He deserves it as well. He's not one of these gangbanger guys that, get, that they eulogize in the Daily News. Talk about, he was an aspiring architect. My God, he was about to get his life together. He had plans to go to school, and not only that... He, he was good to his uh, several children and all of the mothers of all these children. He uh, treated them with respect. He visited even right. sometimes. I'm telling you, you know, the Daily News leaves out a lot of details to give you a clean victim and aggressor narrative. You know what I mean? Ugh. A bad guy, good guy. The Daily News does that more so than the Post. Hats off to the Post for the way they've dealt with Twitter and, uh, and for holding out. Once again, the paper of record, I have to give them credit. And w- one thing that we don't know about the post is, like, I moved out of New York in 2014, and I came back in 2017. Yeah. And in the two cities I lived in, Denver and San Francisco, they didn't have the post. And I couldn't wait to come back to New York and read the post every morning. I guess it was a dollar then. It was 25 cents when I first started. But anyway. I I, I remember those days. 25 cent newspaper. It was 25 cents in, like, 2000. Anyway. um, So, uh. I, I, you go to regular bodegas, right? Uh, mostly Muslim bodegas. And you would notice that the New York Post isn't in there. So my guy down the street, I would make fun of him. Come on, sell the Post. No, Trump's a racist. They're racist. We're not selling the Post. He told me one day, he's like, Post no more. The Post is no longer sold in Muslim bodegas in New York City because the Yama, the Yemen American Merchants Association, yeah, just like Twitter, I remember that. banned them. Yeah, I remember that. They did. But you know they they were not. It was not that big a deal. Most of them were not selling it anyway. Uh, it's like uh, who who gives a shit? 
You know, I mean, like we're talking about the paper version, which is like a probably a minimum of of you know. I, I think I'm basically the only person who buys the post on a daily basis in in its actual physical form, unless you do, Pete. But I don't think you do. No, I don't. Yeah. So uh, he, it says here he was so excited. I'm just going to say a couple more things to see New York. He wanted to meet people like he'd seen on TV. Oh, he God, see, he met he them. He did. He met them. <laughs> yeah. He did meet them. The group had gotten into the city on Thursday. Planned to be in town until Monday or Tuesday, tragedy struck. They felt like they were grown-ups, and they found this place and felt they'd be fine. It's just wrong place, wrong time. Uh, they're all utterly broken. He thanked NYPD for its sensitivity. Well, you do not hear that too often. No. The NYPD thanked for its sensitivity. That's uh, I, I must want to reread that and make sure I got it right. I'm going to yeah. tell you what. New York City detectives, especially dealing with crime victims, some of the best, I mean... Empathetic. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't take me wrong, Pete. What I'm saying is you hardly hear that observed. No, you don't. But I believe that it happens all the time. They you don't. don't. You cannot get a break if you're if you're an NYPD. No, especially with a lot of the media in, in the New media. York City. But exactly. I'm going to tell you something. Detectives, you'd be surprised. I, I mean, people have a, I guess, you know, uh, this view that we're callous, nasty, and which sometimes, yeah, you know, it's, you know, but you still have to deal with victims. Um, you're dealing with the harsher realities of life, but they've always been exceptional in sitting down and, and talking to people. And uh, and it's great they found, you know, that there was sensitivity and everything. I totally, you know? totally. And with, and with, you know what, and with everybody trying to, uh, everybody, half of the people, and in New York, it seems like an overpowering voice saying, defund the police. If I was... Part of NYPD forced to defund. The first thing I would stop funding would be empathy. <laughs> uh, empathy is for free. It would be the it's first free. thing to go. I, w- I would stop funding crowd control. Really? Every time these little Antif- seen that much of that, have we? Every time these little Antifa maniacs come out, the cops come out in this massive crowd control. It's like they have an agreement with each other. You guys protest, and we'll make overtime. Thanks. Well, they Thanks. have a police escort. You know, I I, I don't really know and, how that and, works, but I know that I know that they don't particularly enjoy it. The cops have to go where they're told. They absolutely and, can't stand it. And, yeah. and, but, they don't want to be there, and, yeah. and they shouldn't be there because the only thing that makes the it's like putting the terrorists on the news. You know, you put the cops there where they oh, it attracts more people. Are. It attracts more people. It definitely attracts more media. It gives them so much attention. Then you got visuals of them wrestling with cops, and it's just yeah. Like, why should they get protection? I wonder about. I, I look at it this way: What if you gave a riot? No. Nobody showed up. Yeah. You know. Um, it wouldn't be much of a riot. The, the problem is, though, is that these things sometimes, depending on which crew of knuckleheads you're dealing with, Antifa, BLM, doesn't matter, with the anarchist, hardcore anarchist crews that have mixed in with them, if they're not policed, sometimes these things take a life of, the, of their own. And the next thing you know, you got damage, you got vandalism, you know. Uh-huh. But then you have a crime. And then the cops well, come and investigate it. Uh, yeah, Many well, crimes. yeah, but the DAs aren't even prosecuting these crimes. And, and when people do get caught, they're getting desk appearance tickets and released. Yes, and the laws. Some of us. Some, I, I was given a blue, emceeing <laughs> a Blue Lives Matter I thought, we, didn't, I I thought we don't want to talk about that, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. You're a so. special category. You and Heshi are special category. Guys of, like you go through the system. Yes. Heshi. You know. and, and, and so watch that episode of Crime Report so, uh, from uh, tonight, actually. Uh, tonight is October 29th. We have uh, Halloween in a couple of days. I'm sure it'll not be, uh, you know, uh, they're not going to put a crimp in those celebrations because they're for Satan. 
Um, but um, they, you know, Thanksgiving, that's a different deal. Now, months of protesters pushing to defund the police. It's a new story. And politicians bending over backward to appease them. And this comes uh, from the Post uh, Editorial uh, Board, I suppose, Editorial Opinionated Piece. And it is written by the Post Editorial Board. Bending over backward to appease them, have, it's taken a toll on America's finest since protests began in late May after the death of George Floyd. Over a dozen chiefs, record numbers of officers have retired or resigned in cities all over the country. Here in the city, more than 2,000 members of the NYPD put in their retirement paperwork uh, in these last seven months. That's months. That's an 87% jump over the same period and last year. And I am year. one of them. Yes. One of them being Pete Peduccio. Who probably... If this year didn't go the way it went, I might have stayed a bit longer or maxed out when I hit 63. I loved, I loved being a cop. I loved it. You have, you have an intense connection with what you do. And uh, I think it's for me, and I came on at a different time. It was a, a much better, you know, even when crime was rampant, it was still a much, at least for us within the police department, you know, we worked very hard. There was a lot of camaraderie. And people generally supported you. And the police and, and the politicians, even some of them had your back. Maybe not all of them, but some of them did. And we have laws in place that could be enforced. Those laws, people, this is the big thing that people don't understand with criminal justice reform. Those laws are no longer in place. We've basically decriminalized just about everything. Yeah, so crime goes down. Yeah, well, it's not, <laughs> it's not working out that way. Yeah, uh, well, protests over the death of Daniel Prude moved Rochester's police chief and his whole command staff to step down rather than let critics, quote, destroy their characters by attributing the mistakes of individual officers to the whole department. I'm not even convinced individual officers made any mistakes. Those officers followed established protocol. Yes. That what they did exactly what they were trained to do. Yep, and, uh, and, and uh, that was a... Crazy what case up there in a Blake? crazy situation. What about what? Jacob Blake. The guy who was kidnapping his kids in the car? Well, well, I mean, it, those were his kids. And there was no... Well, he also had an order of protection. He also had an order of protection to stay away. To stay away from the mom. There was no family court yet to assume that there's... that. That a father is kidnapping his kids while on the back end we complain that the government's breaking up the family is a pretty harsh... Harsh assumption. He didn't act violently towards the cops at all. Where did, that, where did that happen exactly? In, in, in Wisconsin. Oh, right. So we don't discuss it. No, he was acting like a dick out in the street. Maybe this was another thing that falls on the... His death was a choice. Well, he didn't die. Or his he didn't crippleness. Die. He, he got his dick shot off through his back. Kamala which... went out and held hands with him and said a prayer. But uh, <laughs> that said, this is another guy whose entire life has been a fucking train wreck. All right? Yeah. And it's... Shoot him in the dick. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. yeah. Fuck him. Shoot him in the dick. Shoot him in the dick in front of his Shoot kids. Shoot him in the dick But, in front but here's of his the thing. Kids. This is a guy that, that just didn't erupt that day. That was a lifetime in the making. And you get this guy. Had he just listened to the cops, that would have been over on the spot. He decides, now nah, I'm going to be complete thug and just do what I want to do because I'm, that's the way I am. And, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. You go reaching into a car... Bad move in a, in a situation like that where they've already tased this guy and it didn't work. And he's reaching into that car. At some point, there was a knife involved. I don't know if the knife was still his hand. Yeah, knife Those are keys. Yeah. Oh, well. And it was you know, a why are you mistake. so pro-criminal? Why are you so pro this guy? Why am I so pro? Because 
Okay, so this is here. So we were talking about guns a second. Why are you ago. so racist? We were, yeah, we were talking about guns a second ago, right? And you know, you were talking about how we got to get the guns off the street, and yeah. now that there's no stop and frisk, and the cops aren't really bearing down, w- w- that we're gonna have a problem with guns. We're but, having it, but 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 what we're also having is a real problem with infringing on our Second Amendment rights and giving people criminal sentences that are way too harsh for gun possession. I don't think so. Now, if the if the punishment wasn't as harsh, and this was about safety and not punishment, need, okay. how could we go about gun control? Well, may I answer this, Pete, that you need a gun permit to carry. Well, that was, to, that's where I was going. You need a permit to own the gun. You need a permit to carry the gun separately. Okay. These gun, if they have those things, they're not punished for the gun. See, for 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 you, you know, I have a gun. For you, as a ham sandwich, right? Yes. And having a gun permit, he doesn't uh, have one as a ham sandwich, at, so he has one as a uh, good guy, as a, uh, as, a, as, a as somebody who was detective. part of the NYPD for a long time. He, yes, he had no problem getting that gun. But all around Keeping us it. in the city, we have progressive maniacs that are talking about defunding our police. And at the same time, restricting our gun rights even more and more and more. I will take it one step further. And I, you might agree with me on this one. I think we should loosen up. The the only people that are having a hard time carrying guns these days are legitimate citizens. I'll be honest with you. I think we should loosen up the restrictions. We should give people uh, carry permits um, in a well-thought-out process, of course. Um, People, the bad guys that are carrying guns, they really don't care what your laws are about gun-free school zones. They don't give a shit. They're going to do what they want to so do. why do we need permits in the first place? If bad guys, if if the constant is always bad guys are going to get guns, no matter what you do, bad guys are going to get because guns. Because there are people that are going to apply for permits that you're going to take a look and all of a sudden the alarm bells are going to go off, either with some type of mental instability or a violent criminal record. You know what? Or maybe his girlfriend called the cops on him 20 years ago. And now I'll be honest with you. Right that that is actually that is actually a big problem with the red flag laws. And it's, it's a major issue. And it's something that's it's, it's a great point that you bring up. Because people, all of a sudden, they find themselves, you know, you have a fight with your wife. Next thing you know, the cops are there. And there's, a, there's an allegation made. Allegation. Allegation. And then, well, you wind up in and out of the court system, and, you know, you're flagged. They're going to bend over backward to get you flagged. Yes, they are. They want as many of those floating around as possible. It's a way to take guns away from people who are law-abiding. Say you have a DWI conviction. You're a young man, whatever. You get arrested back when you're, uh, you know, in your early 20s or whatever. You get arrested, or or maybe there's a, a drug issue there. You pay your penalty, whatever it is, you know, community service, or if you have to go to, whatever it is. And they recommend a course of psychiatric treatment or rehab. Mm -hmm. Now, if it's court ordered, it's going to be somewhere that's going to be documented. So what happens now? Here you are, you come out and you say, you know what? I was a jackass. I'm going to get my life together. People get sober. They get their lives together. They have families they retire. They, they retire. Now or, they're getting but, elderly. They don't feel like they can protect themselves you're as right. much. And they Lots have this thing. But, you, you have, but here it is now. Say you're somewhere 10, 15 years down the line. Say you're a legitimate business owner. You're carrying large sums of cash. So you know what? Maybe I'll get a gun permit. What's going to happen? You've been red flagged to something that happened for 15 or 20 years ago. And you've completely turned your life around. 
who, how you wind up in a database somewhere. How do you get out of that database? People don't think these things Why through. Why should it be such a mess? So we're scared. We're doing the minority report with the guy with the red flag. Why should it be such a massive felony for the guy with the red flag to have a gun if he hasn't committed a crime with that gun yet? Listen, I'm in, I'm, I'm in agreement with I'm, you. I'm against red flag laws altogether. I, I just think it's a dangerous precedent. I look, you know, I just, in the big scheme of things, the left is against guns, period. That's it. They can't go out and tell the bad guys out in the street, say, yeah, we're going to take your guns. And they're like, yeah, okay, right. Yeah, Come get luck. them. Not happening. Yeah. Who can they break balls on? They Maybe. can only break balls on legitimate citizens, people that, that already have gun licenses or people are trying to get People that have done nothing wrong in their entire lives mm -hmm. but have to jump through hoops and, 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 you know, or you have to get an attorney to negotiate the process, to navigate the process. And those are the only people they care about taking guns away from. Yeah, because they want to. But if you look at the crime statistics, people. and I, it's nationwide, it's not legitimate gun owners out there committing of the crimes. Not the NRA is not out there doing school so what shootings. If it, what even if it was, what if it was something like, uh, you know, we we uh, we have a problem with guns, right? Okay, fine. It's a desk appearance ticket, it, especially if it's a stop and frisk, and you haven't seen this person actually commit a crime. You unconstitutionally. For safety, okay? We don't mind breaking the Constitution for safety. We unconstitutionally stopped and frisked this gentleman. He didn't seem like he was part of anything. No, no, no. Well, hold, hold on, hold on. Let me finish, I, but, let me but, finish but, my but, thought. But, let me finish but, my thought. I can't we because what you're saying is not we correct. We it's not unconstitutional. It's damn right it is. It is not. Damn it's, it's Don't not. you dare. It's not unconstitutional. Stop and frisk. It was not ruled unconstitutional. It's the most Maybe. unconstitutional thing. No, it isn't. In the, it's the most un-American and unconstitutional no, it isn't. and oppressive thing that's no, it isn't. ever happened no, in America. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. It saves lives. May I opine? Sure. Okay. This has to do with what they call Terry Stops. Yes. From 1964, there's ample case law on it. It's constitutional. It's legal. It's a frisk for a weapon. You know, for the officer's safety. That's been challenged. It's been up and down, all sorts of state courts, federal courts, Supreme Court. It's been upheld every time. And okay. NYPD's okay. application of it was considered to be uh, somehow racist or unconstitutional by the judge who was thrown off of the case. And then so, the, the, the whole thing wasn't allowed to go to appeal or, or whatever by. Uh, that's a whole separate issue. So a whole separate issue. Okay. A whole okay. separate issue. Okay, so you, so you win that. Humor me. Uh, humor me now. Okay, so we're going to violate the Constitution because some, you know, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg judge decided it was constitutional. Whatever. Humor me. So now we're, we're not going to get rid of stop and frisk, and for the officer's safety, the officer will still be able to pat down for weapons, right? The officer takes the weapon, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That should only be a violation for having an unlicensed weapon. Now they are allowed to take that weapon and do an investigation on it and see if it has any bodies or anything like that on yes. it. Yes. Fine. But it shouldn't just be the officer protecting his safety, stopping frisking, finding a weapon on somebody, and a mandatory two-year sentence. But here's my whole... That's oppressive. This that is, never this happens. Is, this is where I... That never happens. This is where I differ. Only okay? white people. This is only where white I white people only to th white people. This yeah. is where I got to differ with you. You're talking about people that are carrying 
unlicensed handguns. Mm-hmm. All right. You do need some laws and some control on weapons. We have now. Personally, I look at like well, these knuckleheads in Brooklyn, drug but, dealers, gangbangers. But gang just keep bangers. in mind that we just agreed that these laws are crazy and they have. It's like it's like bail reform. Sometimes they just go too far. Yeah, but you know what? If you're a licensed gun owner, it's not an issue if a police officer stops you. And it's not that hard to become a licensed that gun person, owner. Carrying that, maybe that person followed the steps to carry that weapon. Do you know, I do you I think we should that? I think we should ease up on the process and make I'd it rather not say make it. It make it easier for people to get, you know, to get the uh, carry licenses. I think okay. so too. But if you're a bad guy, you know what? Too bad. You weren't okay. supposed to be carrying a gun so, in the first so, place. So say you're that. You're the. I mean, I. I don't think. I don't think walking outside with your gun on your way to the laundromat is appropriate anyway. But I do. I, I think. I think for you, yeah, because for anybody. you're you're, in, you're you have that entitlement. But I don't think it should be illegal for Pat, and I don't think he should have to worry about it. To to uh have a nine millimeter in his apartment ready to go. I'll tell you what. Down. No, but you're talking about that's, that's apples and oranges there. Yeah, owning having it, having a handgun in the apartment. Two different things. It's not that hard to get a gun permit to keep in your home. Permit permit is not that hard to get. Not at all. Let's move on. I think I think we. Can. I, I, I want to talk about this Nexium leader Keith Rainier. This is okay. much more interesting. He was slammed with 120 years behind bars, Keith Rainier, and uh, on Tuesday, just this past week. This case has gone on forever. He ran a twisted sex slave cult where women were branded like cattle, forced to sleep with him like cattle. The 60-year-old convicted sicko. 60? Doesn't look bad. He billed himself as, the Ga- as a Gandhi for the wayward, which is, uh, this is the closest we'll come to uh, a Laverne, uh, La- the Duvernin, Duvernin Legrand. To, to a modern Duvernin Legrand, I think, you know. He didn't have him out proselytizing in quite the same way. He had some celebrities, though. Uh, that woman from, uh, I guess the show was the one, the, some, one of those Superman shows. Only to be unmasked, as it turns out, as a perverted master manipulator. Faced as little as 15 years on seven felony charges. And uh, ranging from sex trafficking to racketeering, child porn, and forced labor. However, he did get that 120 years. Brooklyn Federal Court Judge Nicholas Gara Garofis, who I kind of feel like we've yeah, discussed he's an many we times, discussed him. ensured that Rainier would remain in prison for life, though. Which, uh, what do you think? You think that's uh, too much of a sentence for this guy? It seems like he was just uh, what, being what's, very. What's the crime? He, he was lucky enough to run a sex cult? Well, there's racketeering, child yeah. porn, and forced labor. Child porn. Well, he also he go. also scammed people out of millions, millions. You you had to pay him to get into this club, and uh, he offered a whole bunch of things in there. So, yeah, I mean, know. listen, if you had to pay him, you had to pay him. I mean, he you're dumb enough disciple, to give the money. He taught disciples that women enjoyed rape. Uh, the he accused. Had, he legitimately had child porn, though. Well, he must have. I mean, if he was convicted of it. Uh, or at least he faced that. I, I don't. I don't I was, you know, I don't, I don't know how much of that was for having child porn. The accused sex cult leader of Nexium taught his disciples that women enjoyed being raped, and that child abuse wasn't a crime. Well, hence you get 120 years in jail. He's half right on that one, I would say. Uh, but uh, yeah, the disturbing lessons were part of a higher level course within the purported self help group called the Human Experiment. And as you move up, the rhetoric in the curriculum appears to be more misogynistic, and there's a great deal of sexual overtones. So in order to move up, you have to become more of a fucking, you know, You have to become like Eric Eric Schneiderman. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Former AG in New York. 
who uh, used to uh, enjoy his alcohol and beating women, uh, apparently. Wasn't that so shady that that guy just went off into the night because the New Yorker made an article that he had rough sex with his ex-girlfriends and then Tish James just becomes our attorney general out of nowhere? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. you know how things go. They probably had that in their pocket ready to go for a long time. Well, so what you mean? Like, look yeah. at Elliot Spitzer. I want to talk about a quick flame out. Yeah. Mr. Black Sox, client nine. You know that was not even true? That Black Sox thing? That was thrown in by uh, Roger Stone. Uh, well, he I don't. Was good, he was a good friend sauce. of that. Good friend of that uh, of that particular prostitute or whatever. And he said, "You need a detail that people remember. Tell people he kept his socks on." This is what I've heard. I believe it. Don't know if that's true, but it seems like I've heard. Now, that. what now, year? Usually, what year was that again? Listen, to old Pat Dixon. Two thousand seven. Who are you talking about? Spitzer. Yeah, yeah, about two thousand eight. Around now. Because we were talking about something about Cuomo. Cuomo was in charge of HUD when, and he set up the subprime mortgage crisis. Then wow. they do this little flame out of Spitzer because Spitzer was actually like a bull down on Wall Street and was actually investigating Wall Street. Thoroughly disliked man. Yeah. yeah. And and then Cuomo pushes him to the side and Cuomo's attorney general wh- when the Merrill Lynch and all those. Yeah, but we also had we also had uh, Patterson in there also. Yeah, well, Patterson yeah, was I mean, a governor. The, you had the blind lieutenant governor. Yeah, you had governor. the blind illiterate governor, and then you had Cuomo. <laughs> was he illiterate? Yeah, he literally never read Braille, and he had people read to him. Well, read, not reading Braille doesn't make him illiterate. He's blind. If you can't read Braille, you're pretty illiterate. He was well, a poop, that's for sure. I mean, the illiterate implies something else other than that you can't read Braille. I'm I mean, not like he might have grown up in the books stupid. on tape era, you know? But, but. All the time when all the, when Occupy Wall Street happened and the fallout of these Wall Street guys stealing all this money from the mortgages, Cuomo was attorney general taking care of them the whole time. How many of them do you think read Braille? You read Braille? Let's put it I'm this way. If there, was a, if there was a different attorney general in there that really took a close look at that and you looked at who was involved in HUD, you had, I'll tell you who else was involved in the HUD. Blasio. Was de Blasio. Most people don't know that. They were partners. Yeah, these these people are like everything they touch turns to shit. De Blasio and was limp by Patton. design, though. But here they are. That was the early '90s, and by the end of 2008, 2009, they nearly destroyed this country with the subprime crisis. And uh, you know, now you got. Uh, and Cuomo it, eased the landing on Wall Street and, for all his cronies. But, but, well, because I think if anybody ever took a good, serious look at what was going on there. Somebody would say, how did this start again? <laughs> you know, more rape, less HUD. Uh, subcourse in, the, in this uh, whole thing was called Sex, Rape, and Orgasm. And it taught Nexium students that women achieve ultimate pleasure from being raped. Here's a quote. One of the tenants says, "There is." I've only been a woman once, so (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't know. You've only been with one woman. (laughs) I said, "I've only been a woman once." Uh, There is tension ultimately of being overcome. Uh, One of the tenants read that was flashed on the screen in the courtroom. Another claimed, "Often women who have, uh, (laughs) often women who have that report, who have that report, an unexpected experience of freedom, which occurs during rape." My goodness. Yeah, freedom, as in nothing left to lose, isn't that how you define freedom? Yeah, it's being taken by salacious and twisted and sick as all this is. I think probably the meat and potatoes of his sentence is also going to be the racketeering, the white collar stuff that went on. I think he, I think the Bronfman kids were also involved in this too. 
daughters of uh, Samuel Brownman, and I think he took them for millions. Um, you know, there's a lot of other things, but when you got that other stuff to throw against the wall, I could definitely see this guy appealing the sentence. Um, you know, does he belong long, in jail? Yeah, he's a creep. 120 years is an awful long time. Uh, and uh, I don't know that he will be able to survive uh, for such a long time. I don't even know if El Chapo, who probably killed thousands of people, got 120 years. Yeah. You know who got a lot of years was Maxim Gelman. That guy got a lot of years, 400-some-odd years for cutting up four people and uh, trying to butcher a fifth on the on two train or three train. I always forget. That was one wild and crazy guy. Wasn't it, though? Yeah. He was a graffiti vandal and a low-level drug dealer who thought that the feds were watching him. Snapped, wanted to take the car, wanted to take the Lexus to the airport. Couldn't get his stepdad to give it to him, so he just fucking went. Ape shit bananas and cut him up. I mean, like he he broke well, why several his implements on him. Just give him the car. I mean, you're banging the kid's mother. That's the why the reason why the kid's no, a psycho in the first place. Banging him for many years. Yeah, exactly. For many and, years. And, and when they the kids they in, never got along. When the kid's in a pinch and he thinks the feds are following him, he can't even lend him the car. Hey, you know something? Maybe you got a point. He'd still be alive today if he yeah. had. Right. Yeah. And it also goes back to impulse control. Yes, impulse control. It's so called, important. It's I have don't bang some guy's mom and you might get killed for it. Uh, I, you know, you're very victim blaming tonight. I'm victim I, defending. You think Maxim was the victim who didn't yeah. get the car? Really? If you're put in a position where you need the a car. The feds weren't following. He was c- paranoid, out of his mind, and ganked up on fucking That's you know speed style, yeah. and shit like that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he might have had bad meth. I'm in with the That's feds. That's what you get for bagging some kid's mom. I see. We need programs you. for guys like Maxim Gelman too. Yeah, we have we'll them. Put them on the right. We have them. It's called Attica. And of course, it was taught was abuse, rights, and injury, which denied sexual abuse of a child was a crime. Those credos included, where is the injury if an adult parent has sex with a child and the child enjoys it? God. Jesus Christ. Yeah, this, is, you know, this is why we have wood trippers. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I've said it before. Some of these people just need to be... This must be a high-level course. Well, these are the same people that think that they could have the baby and just throw it in the wood chipper. An adult and these child sick people. are having sex. What's the difference between... The child being tickled and the child being stimulated. Boy, I mean, where to start? You know, where to start? What's the difference in tickling and jerking off a kid? What's the difference in a little gentle pat on the head and finger blasting <laughs> your, your your toddler? You know, this this is some sick stuff. I'm, I'm, I, I mean, you don't need me to tell you. You're listening out there going, well, no, clearly that's some sick stuff. Well, but Hunter where is the injury, this guy admit says? To any of it, so it's all fake news. Well, they, that's yeah. what it said on Instagram. There was a Hunter Biden picture. Looked on my laptop and Hunter Biden was on and there. And it said, it said, Hunter Biden didn't admit to this, so this might be fake news. That's what the alert said. Hunter well, Biden yeah, was on so there. Of course, <laughs> if he doesn't admit it right away. Uh, now, it says, uh, back to the uh, rape thing, often women who have, like I said, they, they report of experience of freedom. He faces it up to life, and this is prior to his conviction here. It says there is a, uh, he allegedly wrote in an email, there is a certain percentage of women that when they, and that's, uh, you know, his mistake, there is a certain percentage, no, maybe that's right, there's a certain percentage of women who when they get raped, they have orgasms. There are a few that I've spoken to in council that say they never had an orgasm in their life until they were raped. 
could the could the beta culture be that bad? You know what I mean? That like it's that, bad. that these uh, these I, guys trying to fuck women now don't know what they're doing. I've interviewed a lot of rape victims over the years. No one has ever told me that, and I can most assuredly tell you, none of them ever said it was a freeing or a freedom like experience. Did you ask though? <laughs> if they can, uh, did you say? Did you have more guys? You. you you imagine? I'm, I'm you got to remember that peace, the, the, these people are, these women are severely traumatized and, and often beaten and milking it. No, these are I'm real kidding, victims who go to the police. These are legit. I'm talking about legit rape, rape victims. Yeah, this isn't and, some Twitter bullshit. And you know, these people, are, these people are destroyed. Yeah, but still, um, yeah, this is actual so for this rape. ass clown yeah. to even try and defend it on that base. How how do you even type something up like that and send it out to your people or use it as a basis of your defense at a criminal trial? Really, this guy should just stick his head in the oven and uh, he's gonna find probably gonna find out a lot about rape and freedom when he's. Yeah, I wonder if he'll time. find it freeing. Uh, oh, he's gonna his, his 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 probably his bowels will run much more freely. He's gonna find it up in Attica. Uh, you know. I got a I I, I got a, qu- a question, Pat. Do you do you remember who that guy Anthony Camello is? No. Anthony Camello is the guy who killed Frankie Cali. Oh, oh yes, man. yes. Do you remember, but I don't. Yes. Yeah, what so about it? I, I maybe it was two years ago, three years ago. It's not even that long. I think a- lo- Anthony Camello was a good kid. He tried citizens arrest in De Blasio, and then all of a sudden he crashes in a car in the front yard of the head of the five crime family's house who is an international mobster, crashes into his car, draws a guy outside of the house, and whacks him in his front yard, turning the head of the mafia's house into a crime scene, something the mafia never does. Well, no, but this guy, this guy is not a member of the mafia. Supposedly over not a Camelo. woman. No, Frank he's Dolly a little, is. Frank Colley's a heavy duty guy. The shooter, though, was a was a younger guy who was trying to date the guy's daughter. So uh, they daughter say. or niece, yeah, or niece, something like niece that. Yeah, sounds relative. like a load of crap to me. Um, I I'll, to then, I'll tell you what, that case was investigated ad infinitum by the NYPD, by the state, and by the feds. And I'm sure when they heard Frank Callie was shot, the first thing everybody thought was, oh, wow. You know, the opening shot of a mob war. He's a big guy. And it turns out this kid was disturbed. There's something wrong with him. I have a I have a different theory. I think... Wait a second. He just said NYPD investigated. This was... I mean, this was really... NYPD turned over every investigated him. Okay. Item they for investigated item. Him. Turned over every rock. Giuliani all of a sudden goes to the Ukraine investigating deals with Whitey Bulger's nephew, and Frankie Colley was in charge of the international crime families, and to cover all this up, this kid that was sane enough to try to arrest de Blasio on a citizen's arrest, no one else had that bright idea, all of a sudden this kid is too unfit to stand trial. They're covering something up. They needed to get into Frankie Colley's house to get some information. Nah. I absolutely not. Frank, first off, this kid was a bed bug. He's not wrapped tight. Kali was the head of the Gambino mob. He's from Sicily, the Sicilian faction. I don't know if you've noticed this, but I, if you asked anybody today who was the head of the Gambino family, nobody knows. I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and I grew up on this stuff. I knew we knew who the gangsters were the same way you knew who the ball players were on baseball cards. Because they're wearing suits, managing unions, hedge funds. No, because Frank Colley is an old school, hardcore Sicilian gangster from the cut from the old cloth in that you're not flashy, you're not out there, you don't get in the cop's face, you do everything on the down low. And Sicilians are quiet. That that's you're dealing with some genuine gangsters. They're not American gangsters. These are guys that are coming from the other side. They're already made members when they get here. Um, so you don't, don't think Hunter like, Biden... They, they believe like the whole fight club thing. You know, first rule of fight club is you don't talk about it. So you, you wouldn't know who these guys you are. You don't think it's plausible that Hunter Biden and the Burisma holding deals and the pipelines in Eastern Europe and on the Eastern Bloc weren't controlled by the mafia? Nope. Absolutely not. Totally separate, complete separate entities. Even though the timeline's so perfect. That has nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. Because you Sometimes, gotta remember I guess there are coincidences. Within Russia, you have you have the oligarchs with their own private armies. You have Russian gangsters over there. Same thing. These are guys that nothing to, they're no joke. Uh they don't need Italians in there. They just don't. Let's look at this. Uh, Italians, guy. Is, Italians are working on those guys are moving heroin. They're doing a lot of internet stuff, but they're not. They Do you were think not this kid's this. worthy of a pardon, or you think he just needs the mental institution? And the kid's completely crazy. He tried arresting De Blasio, yeah. and well, killed get, the head of the you mob. Don't get pardoned for that, though. No, he doesn't deserve a pardon. I, I think what it's going to come down to, and this is an area way out of my expertise. He's not even convicted with the psychiatrist. Whether or not he was culpable, whether or not he knew what he did was wrong, um, you know, this kid was just like, oh, is it, is it you, wrong to kill the head of the mob who's a heroin trafficker? It's not recommended. I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest with you. You know, these then these guys are not looking to create waves. They don't want to go out. Killing people is a thing of the past for these guys, unless it's absolutely necessary. What is a huge expense? It's it's a complicated task, and at this day and age, especially with DNA, with the surveillance technology, everything going on, it's really tough to be a hitman. And uh, how about that? what purpose does it serve them? I mean, Frank Kiley got killed something so far out of left field, off the charts that nobody saw coming. He got killed by a crazy kid. Had it been a member of another crime family. Well, they would have been stacking bodies by now, but that's not the case here. And I, I think that this kid's probably going to want, for his own safety, he probably should be in a mental institution. Because Lord knows if he does wind up in a prison somewhere, a state prison, he's done. There's always somebody out there looking for, to make a rap that will pound this guy's skull. What about that? Uh, and uh, now uh, we watch the video of a, of a man dumping his pregnant girlfriend's body on the side of the road in Queens, I believe. And uh, as you can see, he drags her out, leaves her on the sidewalk. We have a helpful arrow that says victim. Uh, to the planet. <laughs> well, later. This, this goes back to what I was just talking about with surveillance technology. Yeah. this is... It's almost like this guy had to like, oh, there's a police camera right there. Yeah. I'm going to go park right in front of it. Yeah. And look at look at this guy. He's apprehended now, according to this video that I'm watching. He got a greatest detectives in the world, NYPD, and we certainly do agree here. He's putting him right, putting this body right under the tree. His pregnant girlfriend, 
Uh, now, I, I don't know if, if being pregnant, Pete, is does that compound the offense for real, or is that just a salacious detail to make no, us dislike a, him more? Like in this state, some states you will see them charged with the uh, death of the uh, newborn. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not sure what the current law is here. I haven't come across this in quite a while. I think that could be carry, be like considered an abortion, no? Like the whole thing? Yeah, well, which means he should get a medal in New York, of course. Well, I uh, mean, if you, if it, you could kill the baby while it's alive, you might as well be able to kill the mother before it's born. An unlicensed abortion is uh, legal. Yeah, so we, an unlicensed abortion is probably... Law the, enforcement tends to frown upon that method of... Uh, of abortion? Of birth control, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. It's, well, it's kind of throwing out the baby with the bathwater. <laughs> Or I should say the bathwater <laughs> with the baby. And what do I say? Impulse I mean, control. Yeah, you know? I bet it comes down to that. Yeah. The tre- the you think this couldn't have been handled a little maybe, bit better? Maybe tw- she OD'd and he didn't know what to do. Well, let's move. Let's let's just say the clip tweeted by NYPD <laughs> Chief Detective Rodney Harrison allegedly shows 29-year-old Goey Charles. Interesting name, Goey Charles. Yanking the body of Vanessa Pierre, also 29, out of a light-colored car and leaving her on the ground. On Horace Harding Expressway in Bayside shortly before 3 a.m. That was from 3 a.m. It looked like the middle of the day. Nothing good happens after midnight. In one chilling detail, Queens prosecutors say Pierre was still moving in the back seat of the 2019 white Dodge Challenger. Nice looking car, but is seen motionless after Charles opens the rear door and reaches inside. So she was seen, she was still moving in the back seat and then was motionless when he open the rear door and reach inside. Did they come up? I think the cause of death, I'm not 100% sure, might have been uh, strangulation. Uh, let's see here. I don't know, but... Uh, He's in custody. We'll answer for the alleged actions. Uh, the city medical examiner's office confirmed that, that she had been strangled, Pierre, and uh. died of asphyxia due to compression of the neck, and the death has been ruled a homicide. Here's something interesting. If, if a policeman yeah. applies too much... Force to somebody who, you know, arguably is breaking the law, whatever. That is the worst thing that ever happened. But something like this, just strangling your pregnant girlfriend, nobody gets out of, nobody gets their ass up about that in quite the same way. They're not protesting in the streets. No, but this is something that people should be in an uproar over, and this is, we're just desensitized to this. Much more so. I mean, you know, like, I, I, we, I've become desensitized to police involved deaths. Um, From what I understand, she was a, Pretty decent girl, just hooked up with the wrong guy. Well, look, she looks well, pretty decent uh, there, I must say. Yeah, I Lovely think she was a woman. nurse. Yeah. The story speaks for itself. Nurse practitioner, <laughs> six months pregnant with Charles's child, uh, was a girl, and would have been named Libby Egypt, or her, according to her sister, her little sister. She loved him. She wanted a family, but I told her this man is not it. That ain't it, Melissa said. I kept telling her this man is not it. Something was just off about him. He was a pathological liar. That is a, that's a big, I think that's a big red flag when somebody's a big-time liar. You know what I mean? It, it says a lot about a person's character when they're always lying like that, and it just seems to be always connected with somebody who crosses boundaries, somebody who's willing to do harm to you, somebody who doesn't really care if you're on the same page. They don't care if you're living in the same reality as them. They want to create the reality you live in. There was probably a lot of red flags along the way mm-hmm. from, um, from Goey Charles. From Goey, that you know what? Maybe this is, maybe you should listen to your family and uh, give Goey the boot. Every once in a while. They moved really fast, been together about a year, she said, less than that. From what it looked like, it looked like he wasn't really working. That wasn't his car, she said of the vehicle. That was Vanessa's car. Man, Vanessa. 
Vanessa had herself a fucking white Dodge Challenger. That is that's a that's a great choice of car for a young woman. She never got into altercations with anybody. Never raised her voice. She's very excited about the baby. Here you have. Uh, Flew off the handle. Got got out of control. She loved him. She wanted a family, but I told her, this man is not it. I kept telling her, this man is not it. Something was just off about him. He was a pathological liar. How long were they together? They moved really fast. They were together for like a year. Just as I said. Now, you're the training for nurse practitioner is... It's intense. It's, it's intense. It's more than a regular nurse. Um, I believe it's six or seven years of education. You're, you're getting into the level where I believe nurse practitioners are allowed to prescribe medicine and stuff like that. I didn't know that. And, uh, you so know. You're losing a valuable member of society. Yeah. And somebody that was, you know, an accomplished person, but they get into this abusive relationship and... And, and, it, and, and it stays and stays. It's very hard to get out of these. People don't realize that. Sometimes nursing it's, it's ain't not easy. just about making a choice once and being done with it. These people will come back to you. They'll say, no, you're not going anywhere. They threaten you. They cajole you. They suggest that there, there could be consequences. You become afraid of them on some level, and then they alternate between cruel and kind, and you don't know what to expect, and, and you live in their reality because of all their lies. I've been through this. And the next thing you know, you got a bad back, and there's no nurse practitioner to, to give help me, you out. To give you that injection. <laughs> I need that injection. My back is so fucked up. I love complaining. I'm sorry, I listen to this woman. She got dumped on the side of the road pregnant. I'm like, my back hurts. But it happens to be the truth. I made love to a woman so passionately that when I was done, she kicked me down a flight of stairs. <laughs> and this is what brings me to this lowly state. Uh, so, as it is stated here uh, by Rodney Harrison, on October 23rd, in the confines of the 111th Precinct, 29-year-old Vanessa Pierre and her unborn baby were found deceased, laying face down on the sidewalk off of Horace Harding Expressway. And, as you said, you know, although this man has been apprehended and arrested for this heinous act of killing Vanessa, um, you know something? People just are not going to get that upset about it, you know? And no, they're not. This guy will go to trial. They will slam him, and nothing more will be heard of it. What will he get? Twelve, fifteen years? No, he's gonna he's twenty five to life. He's gonna get hit with twenty five to life. Um, you know, unless his attorney can show some kind of state of impairment or whatever. I mean, the guy is obviously not operating with a lot of horsepower in the brain department because otherwise, you wouldn't take the car and dump somebody on the side of a road in Queens with. You know, especially you wouldn't do it in front of a police camera. Yeah, look at but, him. Uh, he doesn't look that smart. I wonder why he strangled her. Why do you think? I wonder he, why. What the motive was to strangle your pregnant girlfriend? Issues. He got caught. He, he got issues. caught cheating. <laughs> they had issues in the relationship. And you know what? There's probably another woman or two in this scenario. Oh sure, yeah. That are putting up with the same crap from this guy, except this. Poor unfortunate woman here wound up getting pregnant. She had and some standards and probably, you know, was trying to hold him to some standard, probably trying to make him behave like a probably, future father. She probably blew up his spot with his other baby mamas and she had to go at this point. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Something of that nature. We're right at an hour, guys. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. Dan Kreisman, awesome. people should vote for you. I, I, I firmly believe in you. I, I don't like all your views. 
But uh, I like your views better than I like that of your those of your opponent, who is an, a straight out avowed communist and a piece of garbage. And uh, and and I think that uh, you, you know your chances are you need every vote you can get. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you are in the which district? Senate District 18, North Brooklyn. Anything north of Broadway in Brooklyn and Cypress Hills. And if you're near a project by Broadway, like even Marcy's pretty close to Broadway, you're probably in my district. Marcy House is there? I went to every single housing project north of Brooklyn from Marcy to Cypress Hills, every single one, and put up my flyer on every single door. Well, wow, you know, something that's uh, that's a lot of doors. <laughs> it really was. It was and like twenty thousand some doors. Well, it's it's good to hear you're putting in the shoe leather there and actually, uh, you know, walking around the city and and doing what you're doing and and uh, all the best to you. you best of luck. You know what I like about that, Pat? What's that? That's old school. That's old school. That's old school that's political. No one loves old school like like Pete Peducci. Oh man, I love it. You know what? And that's how people get to know you. You're not just somebody they see on the internet. You know, when you make that personal connection with people, that's the stuff that that counts. That's important. And that's the way, you know, well, I got, what do I know? I'm an old fart. But you know what? Those are the things that I remember. And those are the things that impressed me. And I'm sure it impresses the people that I'm sure you got a lot of good responses out there. Somebody took the time to go out and find out, you know, hey, what do you think? Hey, how come you don't go knocking on doors and leave a New York City crime report flyers? You know, I mean, sure. If, and then they would be hearing sure. you talk now. Yeah. With, with so the thin blue line on one side, we have to we have to become superheroes fast. Never give up the fight. Yeah, take that, everybody. Never give up the fight. I hope you vote someplace uh, during this election. You know, if you're going to vote in the right way, then by all means do it. If you're not, then don't. If you want to vote home. for a loser, vote for Harry Hawkins. Just don't vote for Biden. I couldn't agree more. Uh, you know, we'll be talking on the next uh, episode about uh, a, a very interesting older case, but I, I want to get Pete Peduccio's input on it. And uh, it involves a guy who did declare that he was retarded, too retarded to be tried for murdering a cop, ended up impregnating a woman who was a guard while he was oh. locked up, and uh, they named the baby Justice. Yeah, that you know... The only way the kid could live up to his name is if he grew up and murdered both his parents. That, that kid's a legend. I really like that kid. Who, the perp? Justice. Justice. Justice is like a miracle baby. Oh, yeah, the miracle baby. Well, the miracle baby got the mother sentenced to a jail term. <laughs> um, and she, I she believe, raped that guy. I believe... Well, technically, you want to know something? Yep. He's in Hucka's... He is in her custodial control. Exactly. A lot of people don't understand that. Yep. And she that's... raped him. He talked her into raping her. Well. Uh, no, no. He talked her into raping him. But... He's got one big problem. He got sentenced to death. Um, in. Claimed to be too retarded to die. Yeah, well, that didn't work either. Um, <laughs> he, he, we'll talk about it. I can't wait. Did he get the chair? Did he die? I'm not no, sure he, he, so. he did not die, but he sentenced to death. And as of uh, last few months ago, Trump gave the go-ahead for federal executions again. So, and I'll be honest with you, this guy, if there was ever somebody deserved the needle, he's it. He's one of them. He point-blanked two cops in the back in a car, right? Yeah. Yep, that's right. Uh, And and they're... You think they, he, they will never do you return. Think he obviously knew cops were investigating him, and he and he went That's for why it. He or shot them. Did yes. he think they were just two other thugs that he was dealing with and murdered them? No, no, no. He he got raised up, but that's a guy that you know what I, I would, you know, he's 
I think they're going to give him the needle, and he might be getting it sooner than he thinks. Put him in the wood chipper with Rainier. Uh, we'll be talking about that on the next and episode. Cuomo. And put him in the wood chipper, too, please. Let's, let's just vote him out. Yeah. It's nothing too dramatic for him. <laughs> Maybe Chris Cuomo, the wood chipper. Just, just for, for fun. The roids uh, are going to get him. <laughs> <laughs> and, hey, I also want to say to uh, New York City Crime Report fan, uh, Charlie, all the best. Get better. And I uh, hope you feel well enough to uh, get back to your job sooner than later. And uh, thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report.